Alright, thank you everybody for tuning in to Global From Asia episode 331, video and audio. We're talking about outsourcing tasks, having other people help you do your Amazon Seller Central, your e-commerce business to actually focus on the things that make the most for you. Let's tune in right now. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. All right, everybody. Thank you for choosing to listen to the show. As always, it is your humble host, Michael Michelini here. I have my leather jacket. I don't know if it's leather or pleather. <laughs> my father-in-law's spare. So uh, it's getting chilly here. We are going to be in November when the show goes online. We always bring good stuff for you. John Cavendish is back on the show. He's a very experienced seven-figure seller, been in and out of Amazon businesses, still selling himself, and has done amazing things as a, as a speaker at our cross-border summit events and other, other things in our community. And he's always, always bringing the goods, bringing the good information for us. Today, we're going to talk about, you know, how to actually grow your business, how to find people to help you get to the next level. And it's, it's a very interesting one. And we also have some special things to announce. We're going to do a live webinar. Save the date, November 12th. It will be short and sweet with a special, special offer. Of course, he does have a service here and we do get a commission, honestly, but it's a special price and he's really, really generous to both you and to us. So if you want to check that out, we have the show notes for the show at globalfromasia.com slash sellercandy, which is the name of his business, where you can get the link to the webinar if you still make it and other amazing things to talk about in this episode, as well as all our video, photos. We have amazing stuff there. So let's go into the session. We did do this live. Again, we're, set, we're trying to do more and more of these live streaming and video and audio so you can get all the things you need. Uh, I think even if you're not selling on Amazon, you can get quite a bit from this show, but it is based more for the e-commerce seller. Let's tune in. As you can tell, we're doing more live streaming, live video events. We're doing it, of course, to just keep our game sharp. We have an amazing team making things happen here. If you like, like it and you want to actually get any insight, we have GFAVIP.com, our private community, our inner circle, where you can get into these live events and networking sessions. These guests are amazing, and we have them there with you. So after the interview, a little bit before the interview, you can get to know them. You can get to know others in our amazing community. But we still want to give this information to people that can't make it. But if you're want to get on the inside and also get some relationships and networking that's what it's really about gfavip.com and thanks in advance okay thank you everybody for choosing to download and listen to the global from asia podcast i think i said it already but uh, I'm, I'm still excited seven years now we're seven years old so um trying these new technologies these online online softwares and we all as always have amazing amazing people sharing i'm so happy we have with this john cavendish he's uh you know, friend of mine, you know, has spoken at a few of our events about, you know, various Amazon, you know, Europe and Amazon, Amazon businesses. And uh, it's always been really active in our community and, and uh, it's co-founder now at Seller Candy, which we'll dive into, into the show. But thanks so much for coming on, John. Cool. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me again. Again. Yeah. 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 You've been, you've been involved with the community and shared earlier. So today, it's a very important topic. I know um, I know a lot of people are always interested in this, like, you know, how do we get these tasks, you know, Seller Central or Amazon or uh, e-commerce, uh, you know, 
how do we get out of this kind of like day to day and, uh, you know, getting into the weeds and getting onto the business. Right. So, um, but before we jump in, do you want to give us a little, little quick intro of your, yourself and, and what you're, where you're at? Sure. Can do. So, uh, yeah, as Mike said, uh, I've been involved in the community for a while. I've been an Amazon seller now for, uh, six years, I think, um, still selling on Amazon and, uh, actually now live coming to you from Vietnam because I've been based here for about five years and yeah. just like Mike aiming to travel this year aiming to not be necessarily in Vietnam the entire year but because of COVID <laughs> kind of here um so yeah, me and Mike have had some chats about that yeah we uh, were talking being stuck in different places um so yeah I've been selling on Amazon for six years and we still have that business about two and a half years ago I started an Amazon agency uh, where like full service management agency, we did you know high ticket clients, bigger brands in the US and Europe and help them to grow and scale. And then one of the things I realized with that business as I kind of grew it and I've semi-exited that now is that there's something in the middle. Like there's some people who want an assistant but aren't ready for full management yet or don't want full management. And that can either be you know Amazon seller or it could be a bigger company who has a marketing manager and you know, their marketing managers all their time has been taken up with Seller Central. So we yep. want to develop a service somewhere in the middle. And that's awesome. Seller Candy. Yeah, Seller Candy, great, man. That's that's a cool story. Yeah, I think, yeah, we've been on similar tracks. You know, I'm stuck in China, mainland China, which is almost scary to say. I get some people angry, you know, there's some angry people, you know, at China, but uh, you know, I'm here and uh, we're all stuck where we are. It's like the frozen year. But yeah, for the last few years, you know, you know, it's been great to see you develop, develop your, you know, your businesses and growing within the, the Amazon space, e-commerce space, and also in, in Asia, which is awesome too. Originally from the UK, I, I think you didn't, you know, originally from the UK, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, living, I was living in London before I moved to Asia, but I'm from Nottingham, like in the middle. Okay. Nottingham. Awesome. And, uh, I'm not going to dig into that because I'm not so. F I've only lived in London for a little bit, but uh, Nottingham sounds fancy. It does. Isn't there some really? No, no, fancy I was there. It was the gun crime, gun crime capital of England. Oh, <laughs> but, really? Um, the Nottingham Palace. Is that what I'm thinking of? Nottingham Palace. No, you're thinking of um, Notting Hill in London. Oh, uh, okay. Um, or Sandringham Palace, but uh, no, Nottingham. Nottingham's a good city. You know where Robin, where Robin Hood's from? Yeah. Cool. Cool. And uh, yeah, I know. I was thinking of it. That actually kind of crossed my mind. Maybe that's what Amazon or e commerce is. And, you know, I guess that's what inter disruptive business is, right? Rob robbing or disrupting, right? Disrupting traditional retail, traditional ways people buy online. And uh, and then the people like, like, like you and me and the listeners that are adapting to the online world, we're, we're benefiting. You know, we're, we're um, you know, we're staying ahead of the curve and the trends. So, so you mentioned it a little bit, you know, I think maybe dive a little bit more into this, the struggle. I think the struggle, you know, of, uh, you know, going online, doing a business is the team the finding the right people, getting the tasks done and not getting stuck in that day to day. Um, so does that maybe share a little bit more about the journey there? Yeah. So everyone, you know, everyone who talks about business talks about becoming the owner of the business, not the operator. And we kind of found that, well, what I found doing my own business and also talking to a lot of people is that everyone wants to go straight from being the owner, you know, from the operator to being straight to being the owner. 
and that's yeah. pretty much impossible to do. Like they don't have enough revenue, you don't have enough experience, and if you do do that, you end up everything going crazy because everything spirals out of control because you don't know how to manage these people. Well, that was my experience anyway. Yeah, it's so, true. I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So basically what we want to do is create a service that lets you take the step from becoming the operator to the owner. So this is like a stepping stone. Um, being able to outsource and get rid of the annoying everyday tasks which keep you busy, but don't actually add value to the business. Uh, okay. So the struggle really is every day we're you know working on our business, working on our business, feeling really busy, feeling tired at the end of the day, but we're not necessarily doing things that add value, asset value to the business, add growth revenue. It's just busy work, and which is like beneath us if we want to elevate ourselves to a higher level. Makes sense. Yeah, so we'll get through, we'll get into that more. Um, and I think a lot of people I talk to are always struggling because one is a lot of times they do it themselves. There's actually been some pretty su good success stories even on the show. Um, like we've had some people, they they do almost everything themselves actually, which is kind of crazy, but or they sometimes have like one or two really, really skilled, hardworking people that are highly educated can do like every every freaking thing you know <laughs> like there are people that somehow almost enjoy that but um most people are like what you're saying i think we maybe want to kind of learn it a little bit ourselves or get it started but we hope to hopefully build a yeah like you said building a business which is not a a job right a job is something you need to do every day and if you don't do you don't get paid right um but a business is hopefully something that's earning money while you, you know the dream is while you sleep you know you wake up and there's money new money in your bank account you know things are getting done without your needing to be involved so um i think people probably know but let's just go through some of the major buckets of of what kind of things do need to be done hmm. you know or do you categorize these how do you how do you kind of like structure that in your in your mind um so the way I structure my mind is I try to take a step back from FBA and think of it as a you know as any other business. So any business kind of fits into three buckets, which is you know sales and marketing, finance and operations. So when we're adding value to our FBA business, we need to be doing the product development or the marketing side of operations. That's the way I see it. Um, so finance, you can get a bookkeeper, outsource that as soon as possible. It's a waste of time. Um, operations, like we can keep ourselves busy doing the really basic operational stuff, but that also, that's also not adding value to the business. So we want to be there marketing the products and developing new products. Um, so that's where we kind of, that's the kind of way I silo it. And then Amazon, okay. you can, you know, you can either silo the marketing as, you know, Amazon marketing is marketing, or you can do product development as operations. And they're the two real ways of adding value to your Amazon business, improving your marketing, improving your, your products. Yeah. And everything else busy work i like it i uh, another suggestion i th at least you know another way i look at product development i, I call it like r d you know research mm -hmm. and development which is i guess you would kind of structure under operations it's operations yeah it is oper r d i think is under operations but but yeah basically you know i think any any good business is any innovative business right is doing r d which is a cost but obviously it's an investment towards growth and yeah, if you're not making new product, right, you're probably gonna fall behind. You know, if you're just milking the cash cows, you know, I'm thinking my 
some of my uh, school days, but you have those four segments, the star, the, the cash cow, the dog, and the, you know, the uh, maybe average product. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't prepare that one, but, but yeah, basically, yeah. So you're basically saying, I at least I counted four, finance, ops, marketing, and product development as the four buckets. Well, the three buckets, uh, you know, any business should be finance, sales, and marketing operations. And then we try yep. and sub subcategorize everything under there. Yep. But yep. easy way is to get rid of finance until you need a CFO or somebody to do your financial projections, which is the most important part of finance because you're still going to have to be head of finance unless you've got somebody who's super qualified. Uh, sales and marketing. Also, then, if you think about that, you can, if you want to, outsource some of that to, so say, a PPC agency or something like that. But you need to be heading up until you have a COO, somebody to cover that. And then operations and product development, where you need to be heading up that probably leading yep. on the product development side because you know the easiest way to make money on amazon is have the right product yeah and then getting rid of all the stuff underneath because that's the bottom of the barrel like that's the the cheap the cheap work which is just to make sure everything keeps running day in day out got it got it okay that's that's great uh another one is when do you think somebody should start to ask for help you know like when you know, like you're saying, you maybe you started by doing yourself. Like I've had, you know, mentors or maybe I don't, not offended, but older people like, you know, there's a lot of different ways to think about this, but they say you do everything yourself. You clean the toilet yourself. You sweep the floor yourself. You do every single part of the business yourself. I remember this guy, uh, I won't say his name, but really, really. And then later you start to hire that person that the things you either don't want to do or can't do, or, you know, uh, or it's not, like you said, not valuable for you to do. Um, but how do you know when is the right time to do that? Is it financial or is it operations or both? Um, yeah, I don't agree with doing everything yourself. Um, <laughs> I think it really depends on the skill set. So it's good to understand how things work. And you know, if you follow the E-Myth, uh, the E-Myth methodology, yeah, they, they do everything and build the process for it. The caveat to that is if you can find an agency, like a, a smart agency to do things for you, have a better process than you, I think it's better for them to put the process in place. That's not what we do with Seller Candy, but that's a good way of another solution to doing that. Um, I mean, I would get somebody as, for me personally, as soon as possible. I think anything above 15,000 a month revenue is a good time to move because okay. then you're really starting to scale. But okay. the question I ask myself is, do I still want to be doing this in a year from now? And if not, then I should be training somebody to do it as soon as humanly possible. Okay. Because it's going to take a while to get someone in place. It's going to make sure that we have as long as we got the cash flow to make it happen. I want to make it happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I think um, I think another way to look at it is make a twelve month budget or a six month budget, and hopefully have enough. You know, a lot of people are. We know a lot of people that are. I've done it myself, bootstrapping, you're starting with like nothing, but hopefully the better way is hopefully having a budget of cash, you know, in your bank account where you, you know, you map out all your costs, even if you have zero sales or, or negative cash flow, but hopefully you have money in the bank to cover that cost of that, you know, team member or, or service for X, you know, six months. You know, I think it's Bill Gates or Microsoft. He says, you know, he tries to keep, six months of operations with no income, which actually would be, you know, a lot of people right now are learning that the hard way with COVID, you know, like if you have zero sales for certain businesses, you know, like, can you, how long can you operate? So maybe also another way is I like the 15 K mark, but also maybe if you want to start with somebody right away, you budget out like six months to a year of the cost, assuming zero 
zero sales or you know or burning or burn rate you know burning money which is meaning you're spending more than you're you're earning which is a, another way I yeah, guess it, it really depends how many times you've done this like if you had a business before you've got some cash and you've also run a business before i would definitely start hiring earlier and go to negative cash flow if it's someone's first time negative cash flow scares people yeah so yeah i'm i you know i'm not, I'm not saying invest in our services or invest in any service unless you know what you're doing yeah you, no, you're comfortable burning this money because it feels scary the first time you burn money yeah yeah it's definitely I don't know about you, it still scares me. <laughs> well, Just, uh, depends on the path, doesn't it? You're burning money, and if you know this is the path to making that money, it's fine. When yeah. you've done it before, or you had, you know, you've got your plan in place, that's fine. The burn, the word burn is a little scary, you know. Um, but try to think of it like invest, you know. And I think yeah, should. Yeah. I mean, if burning is the is the cool you know, is a word everybody likes. To, you know, investors and business owners use, but. We should also think of it investing, right? By you investing in a team member or somebody or a service or, you know, whoever, you know, you, you have a service we'll talk about, but mm. don't think of it as a, it's a cost, but it's an investment for you to grow the business, focus on the things that are more valuable for you to do, right? So that's another way to think about it. But, but yeah, so I guess, of course, you can invest up front or you could try to hustle and do everything yourself and not really spend money, but spend your time, right? Um, to do it yourself. Um, I think the the next one I have on the list is maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's I kind of bucket the t- types of ways you can get the help of three mm-hmm. virtual assistant. Yeah. And I don't like the word virtual assistant really, but I guess it means like an online based worker that can do tasks for you. You know, uh, but of course, if, hopefully you would hire somebody that has Amazon experience. You know, not just hire somebody. That has no Amazon experience, but uh, or at least experience in whatever thing you're trying to do. Then there's the full time, maybe uh, employee. But I almost feel like this today's world, especially COVID. I feel like it's almost the same now. VA or full time, right? It's just, uh, but uh, a agent agency, you know, is my other kind of question. So, mm-hmm. how do you? I, I know you have your 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 you know your service. Um, I, maybe that's a whole new category, but. Maybe you can give us some ideas what people can choose from when they decide to outsource, you know, how to outsource or not do it themselves. Hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like you said, VA has just become synonymous with, you know, lower paid employee kind of, because it's the same thing. Having a full-time employee is the same thing. So, you know, we use the term VA or personal assistant just in the, to get in people's minds. They're in that headspace. Like this is our Hmm. price point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as you said, there's three different types. Um, it really depends on what level of person you're looking for, whether you're looking for somebody to get a specific result or whether you're looking for somebody to help you grow the business long term or just have somebody on your team. So if you want someone who's you're going to have to manage actively, I prefer that to be a higher paid employee um, because, you know, what we're doing with Amazon is very repetitive. So there's no necess- there's ne- not necessarily a reason you should be spending lots of time training and managing somebody who is only doing small repetitive tasks because that's cheap and easy to find a find a service, find someone like us, finding a different service who can just deal with that stuff. But if you want someone who's going to grow with your business over the very long term, you want to invest money in training and hiring and having them on the team, then that's good. But you need to be able to afford to pay them because like, there's no, nothing worse than hiring somebody cheap training investing in them and making them irreplaceable because i'm sure you've done it i've done it many times i've yeah, trained um, people that 
they're too skilled for now. They're now they're really what they're really good value now because I've trained them up in this amazing stuff, but I'm not paying them enough. So they can go somewhere else and use their skill set if they wanted to. The people don't do that, but it's more like if they ever want to leave or if you want another person, you're gonna to have to pay them a lot more and then you're gonna to have to equalize salaries anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think uh, a lot of us have been there. You know, you uh I also enjoy, you know, that's kind of like what I like about the community and the podcast. I like to kind of educate people generally. So whether, but yeah, of course the best is to hire somebody who knows how to do it already. Right. Rather than train them. Cause there's, well, my, yeah. Cause you're going to spend a lot, a lot of time, like, you know, and like you said, they might, they might not work out or, you know, either you as they, they might not fit in the culture. They might not, you know, maybe the rate, they find another rate of job somewhere else. So yeah, it's, um, it's totally true. Uh, and I've learned the hard way. And sometimes I still learn the hard way with that. But I think that's also a struggle of hiring and managing yourself, right? You got to kind of, it's human, you're dealing with people, right? People. So you got to, you know, find them, onboard them, train them, manage them, incentivize them, keep them like, you know, that's management. And, you know, that's why a lot of times people like Google and Facebook, because you don't have so many people because people, you know, everybody has their life, they have things come up, you know, they're, you know, um, so yeah, you're the, managing people is always a challenge, right? Um, whether they're even the higher paid or lower paid, you know, I, you're still managing that that person. And then you said, uh, so that would be for the employee or the VA or the person that you're hiring directly managing. I think then you said like skill, a specific task would be like an agency. You meant, I, I, maybe I missed it. Um, a specific outcome. So, outcome. you know, it could be an ongoing relationship. And if you want somebody who's super skilled, like more skilled than us, agency is the way to go, in my experience, because you're going to get someone who is, or you're going to get an agency who is responsible. So they are tied to the outcome. You know, they're 100% tied to the outcome. You don't have any employment costs if you're hiring locally. Um, but also, you know, they're make or break on what they said they'll deliver. Okay. Um, and I like that. I like, you know, you might be paying them more than you pay an employee but you have a set outcome that they want to get to. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, it kind of actually almost purposely leads into the next question I have is, you know, KPIs or, or metrics or how to know what they're doing is good or how to, how to, you know, I don't know if it's different for an employee or a team internal versus external, but you know, what are some ways, especially within Amazon or e-commerce, what are some metrics that you would suggest to use to, you know, even using like your a service like yours or an agency, you know, what are some things people should look at? Of course there's top line, but you know, mm -hmm. what are, what are some other ways? So I think self-managed people, I mean, that's the same with all people I'd want to employ, but self-managed people, especially if they're working from home, um, especially at the assistant level. So we want people who can solve problems with minimal interaction. So there's two different levels. There's our service level where it's very easy to monitor results because you're looking for an outcome. You know, we're trying to fix things. We're trying to get to a certain result as quickly as possible. So mm -hmm. super easy to monitor. And then if you're working with an agency, it's all about having an agency that tells you what the KPI should be or asks you for the KPIs and gets down to a set of KPIs that they're going to be judged against. Because the best people want to be want to be monitored. The same thing with good employees as well. They'll ask you for KPIs. You shouldn't need to okay. give them KPIs. Great. That's great, man. Um, and then, what are some you would suggest? You know, do you uh, generally? In... Um, 
but it really depends. <laughs> so at our level, it's response time, it's getting to the right result, it's you know, interaction speed of response to you, to the customer, but also with Amazon. That's the KPI we judge ourselves on and how long it takes to solve an issue. Okay. When you talk to an agency, it's going to be you know, revenue, strategy, where we are against the plan and having a plan. Too many Got people it. go forward with that plan. Awesome. Those are helpful. Thanks for sharing. Um, next question is the mistakes. What are, you know, you, you've, you've been, you're a seller yourself, you know, you've, you've, you've been in the agency, you're doing an agency or seller candy. What are, you know, I'm sure you're seeing trends that these sellers make off over and over that are almost probably annoying to you now, but uh, what are some of them that you see that we can learn from? I mean, there's some generic ones to start with, like, you know, hiring too fast, like hiring too fast, you get sick of the hiring process, don't you? Like you start hiring and then, especially if you're hiring in a, you know, through like a platform with lots of people applying like assistance, you get volume and volume is yeah. horrible to deal with. You're like, oh, I'm going to get this yeah. amazing person. You get 250 applicants. So yeah. you need some way of dealing with that. So you need yeah. to have a real outcome. Like I need to get the best person ever. So hiring too fast and that's linked to firing too slow mm -hmm. because it's horrible letting people go especially when you know they've left other things for you. But if they're not a good fit, they need to go as soon as possible. And that's kind of tied to the investment in the person, isn't it? Like you don't want to invest in the person and then uh, and then them disappear, but also you don't want to have to let them go. So you don't want to get yeah. too emotionally invested in that. And you know, we all want to be good people and support these people and not just let them go into nothingness. Yeah. Um, so I guess the next one is pitfall would be training from the ground up. Like I mentioned before, like we need somebody who knows what they're doing already. Um, people can be trained in our systems, but they need to have the right analytical mindset, have some experience, and you know, just be curious. Like if someone can't solve a problem themselves, then it's going to be a hell of a job training them. Okay. Um, I guess another one: not taking training and management time into account. You know, we value our time highly. You know, if you're not valuing your time at minimum fifty dollars an hour. Then you should be valuing your time more, ideally 100, 200 bucks an hour. So that, if we're spending 10 hours a week managing for somebody, managing somebody, really, really adds up. So not taking that into account. Um, and then hiring for the wrong role. So the biggest one that people do is they hire for the wrong roles. Like we find this because we do outreach through a few different platforms, like occasionally Upwork. Don't tell Upwork. <laughs> um, that, that, you know, we're looking for people who are hiring. Too many people are hiring for, for roles in their company they shouldn't be hiring for. Like, build me an Amazon business. Um, do some product research for me. Do product development for me. Like, that can be done if you talk to a high-level agency or person who's going to pay a lot of money to develop a product for you or somebody who's an Amazon expert and for some reason they're willing to help you for 500 bucks an hour. But... No, you shouldn't be outsourcing that stuff. You should be outsourcing the busy work you're doing every day so you can concentrate on you know, marketing and product development, marketing and product development, the only thing you should be doing to be making money. Awesome, awesome. This is really, this is really cool. Yeah, you know, I, I have done that. I flipped from Upwork. Uh, you know, usually we're hiring, but uh, you flip from Upwork to uh, being an employee looking for a job and I read some of the job descriptions and uh, I'm like, wow. And uh, the worst is they're not, another one is they're just totally unclear. They don't have a, they don't even, they're so many, I haven't looked lately, but I remember I read like 
they just write like two sentences. Like title is like, yeah, like you said, like I need somebody to research product, find product. And, uh, you know, like description is like, oh, I'm looking to hire somebody that uh, can help me make $1 million. <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't say that. Like, they're just saying something so vague. And then they, they wonder why they get bad applicants, you know, or they get, or like you said, they uh, they try to hire somebody that's uh, wouldn't want to be hired if they knew how to do that, right? Like, find me a million dollar a year earning product, you know. Like, <laughs> if I could do that, why would I apply to do that for you, right? Let's go. What you're yeah, saying, yeah. so yeah, I agree with that one. So, um, so it's my one of my more last kind of questions. Also, there's a couple people attending. We can leave chats. We can add it to the show. Uh, and then we'll go into the networking mode after for those on here. But uh, you kind of answered it, but let's maybe dive a little bit. So once they start to answer, you know, once you start to get, you know, these, the right tasks in the right people, there's, I think we feel like talking about traction too is a good one. Gina Wickman, getting the right people into the right seats. Uh, I feel like you've even kind of mentioned, it feels like we both have read that and we're referencing that in some of the discussions here, like the corporate structure, the structure of the buckets. But um, so you're saying like the main focus of the seller, the, the owner would be, you're, let's maybe dive a little bit more. So what would be like a day-to-day of somebody like, you know, finally got, on the business and they're an Amazon seller and they're uh, what would, you know, marketing and product development. So maybe you give us some ideas of what that would be. Yeah. So basically focusing, I think on revenue generating activities. Mm -hmm. So that's like process improvement, new products, advertising improvement, deals with JV partners. They're all things that we could be doing. So, you know, ideally rolling out of bed, not checking your sales, not getting a load of messages from uh, like checking your customer service messages and getting angry and emotional. <laughs> yeah, terrible yeah. response that somebody sent out last night, or the uh, yeah the inadequate thing that's happening. Um, the person that yeah those customers trying to rip you off for like a free one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- and having somebody they can deal with that. Like, there's always going to happen. So you just need a your customer service person just needs to be good enough to be ah this guy's trying to trying it on again doing a bit of research, checking this guy didn't actually receive his product. And then it doesn't need to get raised to you. They can tell you once a week about it. That's the level yep. you want to get. Um, so, yeah, focusing really on, I think, ways in which we can add value. Yeah. Um, it was actually in a recent podcast I, I did on my, I was just, just me on the microphone. I was calling, I call it artist and garbage men. So I think, uh, the artist is the product development person or finding a new product opportunities. You know, I, um, the garbage man is the data, the data analytic person. And they're the ones that are, uh, looking at the numbers. So I think you can do both. You can be, it's like left brain, left brain, right brain. But I, I think those are the two core skill sets of a Amazon e-commerce seller, right? Finding new products, knowing your market, knowing the trends in your market, and then digging into that data, right? Looking at your uh, metrics, looking at your competitors, you know, like, you know, we're missing Canton Fair right now, but, you know, and trade shows, but you walk around with sellers, right? And you walk around, they can look at a product, you know, and you can, if you're really good, you can just, you can almost know if this will be a good product or not for you, you know, like, and you don't even, and the, 
you know the price. You can look at it. You can like you can know like you can know like you don't even have to look on Amazon or Alibaba. You know like this product could probably buy for this price, and I could probably sell it for this price. You know, I think that's where you should be focusing, right? Knowing your industry, knowing like how much products cost to make and how much products cost to sell within hopefully a vertical or a niche that you're in. Like if you're, you're the expert on this category or this group, right. And then that's what you should be focusing on. And yeah, like, which is a, uh, which is not going to be so possible if you're, like you said, rolling out of bed, checking your uh, seller central messages and dealing with some customer that's, you know, like complaining about, this doesn't fit good on my stomach and uh you know blah 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 and then like you said get then you get your mindset off right it messes up your whole day you're not creating value you know you um and there's tons of that you know whether it's amazon e-commerce any kind of business or life right so so uh, i totally agree John. yeah i mean especially especially if you first like the first thing in your morning right so many people check email check seller customer service uh it's, it's tempting, but yeah, you try not, especially, or if you're still going to do those things, try to do them, I would suggest, after you at least got your more important things done, your, your valuable things done in your mindset. And it's all mindset. Like, all business is mindset. Like, whenever, like, I, you know, whenever anyone's having a not-so-stellar time, which happens to everyone, I think especially us people who are always trying to push and achieve more things and try new things, there's always, like, lulls and downtimes and bad times we all go through them and that's when i really realized that it's all mindset like the people that succeed are just the people that can have consistency for the longest period of time yeah at least to build a system around themselves if they know that about themselves so that whenever they want to disappear for a couple of weeks that's fine yeah and that's the reason I, to have staff because i agree if i want to disappear for two weeks then i want to be able to do that without going crazy yeah it's uh, I'm reading another. I'm actually reading for a second time. Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's uh, is recommended by. Uh, he's also in a community. You might have met him, Rollins, in Taiwan. He's uh, but it's basically, basically. Um, I should get him on the show. He hasn't been on the show yet, but uh, he's done some workshops and things. But uh, basically, you want to have your friend Mo, and your friend Mo, and he says in the book is momentum. Mm. And you don't get momentum until you get consistency and a habit to, you know, because, yeah, like if, you're, if your brain is fried and you're always thinking about the, like, you know, the day-to-day -day operations, you can never really get to that level where you're actually on your business. And it's not just, it's not about being lazy, right? Like, uh, it's about being able to make more strategic decisions, like in your, like even this podcast, right? Now we're trying to invest, research these new softwares, trying to be more creative trying to try new things but if you're if you're stuck in the currently just maintaining where you're at you're not going to get to that next level so so um this is great john thanks thanks for sharing so let's let's talk we got a couple things to share one is uh this is the podcast although we are streaming this on facebook and we have some people in here so it's not a webinar but we are going to do a webinar together um where um it's just like you're saying, try to be on the business. We're trying to prepare in advance. So it's going to be a couple of weeks away. But I think when the show goes online, we're being more organized here at Global From Asia. So this show will go online November 2nd or 3rd. And then we're going to give people about a week. And we picked a date to November 12th, which is a Thursday. And we are going to try two different times. 
John's really great. You're giving us a lot of your time. So we're going to do a morning session in Asia time, which is evenings in the U.S. Um, unless you're a night owl in, in, in Europe, it'll be like 3 a.m. in Europe or something. And then we're going to do a second session in the evening Asia, which will be more like uh, for Europe and uh, Asia, unless you're a crazy night owl in America. But we're going to have two different sessions. Um, do you want to share about what you're going to share in the, in the webinar that's maybe not in today's podcast? Sure, yeah. So what I'm going to be sharing is how you can get a fully trained and useful assistant up and running in under a week uh, with no training, no hiring costs, no management time, and no payroll, like payroll headaches. Awesome. Um, so basically, I'm going to share some of the ways that we sh like regularly save our customers like 15 plus hours a week of Amazon management time. Awesome. That sounds really great, man. And we'll have that link show on the show notes. It, and then um, you can choose your time slot and get on the reminders. And it's, it's totally free. And uh, we're going to also have some bonuses in there. You know, we're trying and uh, trying to make that the most of everybody. And you'll have slides. So it won't just be video and audio, but we'll have some presentations to see. And uh, I'm excited. Actually, I, I want to I wanna learn that. Um, we're, we're getting back. I, I go back and forth with the e-commerce, so we're, I'm not currently selling, but um, I think I mentioned to you, uh, I'm actually starting to sell again uh, for some things, and uh, still a little early stage, but we are always looking at ways to uh, do it better than than uh, each time, as all, as all of us are. So, and then... Well, we do want everybody to go to the webinar. I guess that's the focus for today, of course, is registering for the webinar. But maybe you either you can't make it or uh, which really sucks. Or maybe this is after the webinar date. Um, SellerCandy.com. But I think you also have something special for well, – well, actually, maybe we won't say it on the show. But there's probably something special for, for listeners on that. You know, if they – we'll, mm -hmm. we'll link to a special page or what, what's the deal there. I, or hopefully I'm not saying something wrong. But I think – <laughs> no, it's fine. So what what I said here is don't miss the webinar. Like don't miss the we'll webinar. be offering special pricing. No, specifically okay. for your for your audience, and we can answer questions live. And this is the most, by far the most efficient way for us to talk and you know answer questions about selling okay. candy. I'm sure Great. we'll be selling a you know sending out a replay, but that's going to be a yeah. very short amount of time after. But yeah, this isn't yeah. going to be one of those super long webinars where we keep you on forever telling you stuff. It's going to be short and sweet. This is how the service works. This is, you know, this is what you can do with it. These are, our, you know, this is our terms. This is the offer we're doing specifically for you, and the bonus specifically for you, and then the questions. Like we're going to get through fast. Like we know people need this service. This isn't like a roundabout way of saying, oh, this is the problem. This is the solution. You know, we know you need the solution. Yeah. So uh, we're going to keep it short and sweet and answer questions. Ready? So it's going to be super action packed, super fast, and hopefully there's a time that everyone can make it to the webinar. Great, John. This, I mean, we always we work together, you know, into various ways and events and uh, your previous all your things. So you always deliver great value, just like today. And uh, I like yours straight up. You know, we're gonna sell something there, but it will be a really special price. So definitely don't miss out. And uh, and if and no matter what, they're gonna learn a lot. I mean, you're you're a very established seller, and uh, you're always sharing so much. So, all right, we'll link that in the show notes. And uh, hopefully, about a week after the show goes live, that'll give people enough time. And uh, there will be like a, a small replay time, but uh, it won't be forever. But uh, definitely, guys, don't miss out. We'll be there. John, me, we'll have a community there. you make some great, get some knowledge, get some uh, attention. It's totally free. Um, I guess that's all we have for now, right, John? Yeah, that's it. Well, thanks for having me, as always, Mike. 
Yeah, so I'm going to switch to the table mode. We have a couple of people here um, for that benefit for those people. But for now, the podcast recording is over. Thank you for tuning in. Are you a gladiator? I really consider Amazon sellers or e-commerce sellers as the modern day gladiator because it's it's you know it's an arena you know we're in the we have the you know the the audience is the customers and then we have amazon as the guy you know as the as the lord you know and and there's competitors trying to like you know cut our heads off and i really respect the seller and with our last business we did in the show called the e-commerce gladiator and it became a book it's a gotten great feedback on amazon it's super super cheap it's actually super valuable we also have a mastermind for that too if you want to check it out ecommercegladiator.com for the book and the mastermind and more info there i appreciate it in advance thank you all righty well thank you for tuning into this show i i'm sure you enjoyed john a good friend of mine and also in our community and it's it's really great to see him grow and i'm really really excited about what is happening at the seller candy and if you have time, I don't know if this show, we give you about two weeks from this show went online to get into this uh, webinar. It'll be linked in the show notes at globalformasia.com slash seller candy. And make sure you grab that free option to get it. It's going to be short and sweet. Like we said, there is an offer. It's a special price that is not online anywhere. And it also supports the show here. There will be a little bit of a commission to us so thank you in advance for even considering the show you'll learn a lot at the webinar you'll learn a lot and you'll get a very special offer as well just to uh fully transparent here um that's what i like about john he's a really straight shooter guy and he's built many great businesses and and uh, that's what it is for you too right we're building long-term business here you know we're not the hit and run kind of uh community here we're building you know, friendships, we're building business, we're growing our companies, building our brands, whether it's a personal brand, a product brand, a service brand, because that's all it really is. You know, I saw some video with a Gary Vee lately. He's like on stage, he takes a shoe off his Nike. He says, this swoosh is worth a trillion dollars or a billion dollars, you know, billions of dollars. The shoe itself is a commodity, right? But it's that trust that that product is good, that people know that logo. And that's what we're doing here, here at the show, what John is doing in his product brands and his service brands, and what I hope you are doing as a listener, because that's what it takes. And sometimes you got to refund a customer, you know, maybe you don't agree with. Sometimes you got to make a hard decision or, you know, sacrifice. You know, I could be watching some uh, Netflix right now, but I'm recording this intro for you or outro, you know, in, in the podcast. So I do hope you enjoy Again, if you want to grab that free webinar, I'll be there. John will be there. It'll be already some people that were on the live show that are are signed up. So if you want to grab that, get the link at globalformasia.com slash seller candy. And as well, you could see other cool stuff. We spend quite a bit of time making this long page. We have a cool quote. We're working on more and more little, little uh, you know, tidbits of info, links, and, uh, and bonuses and info. So check it out, globalformasia.com slash seller candy. I'm Michael McLean, the host here. Episode 331, over and out. Thanks for coming with me all the way to the end. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.